You're listening to the Auxiliary Gate Podcast, Kentucky's weekly horse racing discussion. And now, here are your hosts, Alan Schneider, Brandon Jaggers, and me, C.C. Broadus. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode 44 of the Auxiliary Gate Podcast. I'm CC Broadus, and I'm joined by the Crown Prince of Fern Creek, Alan Schneider. Uh, back in back in my day, I was the Crown Prince of Shively, so maybe I've moved up a little bit, but that depends on your viewpoint, I suppose. Are you any closer to the throne? Uh, no, there's there'll be no thrones in my future. I can assure you that with okay. my lineage. Well, we're also joined by the lovely and talented Brandon Jaggers, the the, uh, <laughs> the king. Of St. Matthews. I I was the mayor at one point of my neighborhood, but I had to retire, and now I'm just collecting pension checks. Nice. (laughs) That's that's (laughs) totally false, but anyway, we'll we'll move on. No, part of that's true. Part of that's true. You can look it up. Okay. Whatever, buddy. At your age? You're 41. Yeah. I was the mayor when I was like 36. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Okay. All right, well, guys, this is a, it was a, a, a big weekend of derby preps, and we're less than two months away from the Kentucky Derby. It just seems like uh, we just had one six months ago. I don't know why I think that, but uh, the derby is Because fast. we did. <laughs> yeah, is that, what, is that why? Okay, yeah. I was yeah, right because the derby had... in September. So, but uh, there's a lot of action going on. Uh, a, a big weekend coming up and a big week. Uh, uh, Louisiana Derby's coming up in two weeks. Rebel Stakes is this weekend. Uh, a lot to get caught up on. This is really our first uh, Kentucky Derby pod of 2021. So to help us get caught up on that, we're going to introduce J.J. Hysell to the to the uh, podcast. Uh, J.J. is a uh, freelance horse racing journalist. She formerly worked for the Courier-Journal, and I can guarantee you she's going to drop some knowledge on us. J.J., are you there? I'm here. Great to be here. All right. Uh, first of all, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, this is, I think this is one of the most exciting derby prep years that we've had in a while. I'd agree. Yeah, I think so too. It's, uh, it's shaping up to be really interesting. Uh, there was three there, excuse me. There were three big preps this past weekend. There was the San Felipe at Santa Anita, the Gotham at Aqueduct and the Tampa Bay Derby. Uh, well, let's start with the San Felipe. Of course, that was highlighted by it was, it was probably one of the tougher derby preps we've seen in a while. It, it probably featured four really top quality derby candidates, but uh, they were all trounced by life is good. From the Baffert barn, he earned a, a buyer of 107, which is something you just don't see too often. Uh, you see it. You seem to see it more often nowadays. But, uh, you know, that that's uh, that's quite a, a watermark. Uh, life is good. One off easily. Uh, he's a son of intimus, just just like last year's Derby winner, authentic. Uh, JJ, what, let's let's start off with San Felipe. What what were your thoughts on the on the huge effort of Life Is Good? It, it was a very interesting race. I thought there's a lot of comparisons going around now to Authentic because of the way he balked a little bit in the stretch. Authentic had the same quirks, and uh, he he runs a lot like Authentic. He has that getaway speed. Uh, it was interesting when Bob Baffert was asked after the race, are you surprised that nobody went with him? And Bob said, well, no, nobody else has that kind of speed. He wasn't surprised at all that they didn't challenge him, and he just ran off 
completely unchallenged. Um, the, the thing about life is good is it, he's got the Baffert effect, which you cannot deny. Baffert knows how to get these horses ready for the big race. He knows how to have them ready on the big day to win. But as when you compare life is good compared to some of the other current dirt top derby continue, contenders, he's not as seasoned. He's faced a lot of the same horses over and over again. He's only raced in California. And he hasn't really faced a lot of adversity. So I think it's really too early to claim him as Baffert's next super horse. He certainly obviously has the getaway speed that is going to be very difficult to contend with. But when you stack him up against somebody like Essential Quality or Greatest Honor, who would you rather bet on if the race was next week? You know, it's it's matter of seasoning. That's a little concerning. We'll have to see how he moves forward. He's still very green. JJ, are are you in the pedigree at all? Pedigree yes. handicapping? Yes. <laughs> so I'm I'm I've looked at uh, life as good's pedigree. Of course, into mischief up until authentic was kind of known as a sire that that his best progeny kind of topped out at a mile. Looking back on his, his horse's female side, uh, Grandam is Bonnie Blue Flag, who I think was trained by Baffert as well, and I think she was a sprinter too, right? Do yeah, Bonnie her? Blue Flag was excellent. Yeah, great run. But yeah, he. So, Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say he his pedigree does not look like your typical uh, long distance running pedigree. This is not something with these great long distance bloodlines in it. However, the, the way pedigrees are with the Derby has really changed quite a bit, and we have found that recent winners of the Derby have actually been more speed types. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, like Authentic, um, the, these type of horses. It's it's almost as if. Pedigree plays a lot less of a role now in the Derby, I think, and and there is a lot to do with getaway speed nowadays with the Derby. Yeah, the words dosage index do, does just it doesn't come up anymore, does it? Right, <laughs> the yeah. good old days of dosage, the big yeah. 4.00, right? Right, right. That, that's out the window now. So, uh, hey guys, any any thoughts on San Felipe uh, on the San Felipe Stakes? Life is good with a tremendous yeah. effort. Yeah, I, I've got a little something. Uh, Life is Good does have that breakaway speed, JJ, and got just instantly clear. It was never challenged. Almost in a race by by himself. But what did you think about Medina Spirit? Was it? I think it was John. Was John Velasquez on Medina Spirit? Am I right about that? Was that uh, was on, so. Yeah, I'd have to look. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, you know, Medina. Uh, it, it looked like he was holding back. It looked like what was it about in, intent or design that he intentionally didn't press. Life is good, or is he just trying to hold second, or the instructions not to go after the horse? Because Medina Spirit has natural speed, not maybe not the kind of speed that Life is Good has. But I, I thought John Velasquez took back initially. What do you think? I, I would agree. I, th- I think they did not want to press Life is Good. They didn't want anything to do with that. But I, I think that Bob said that he was okay with with how Medina ran, and I, I think that he got out of the race what he wanted from from Medina Spirit. Medina Spirit is is kind of a dark horse in this situation because he he could be the type that could really move forward off of his races and his seasoning. So I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. count him out just because of this this effort that Life Is Good has has performed. I, I wouldn't count out Medina Spirit. But you, Brandon. Well, I, you know, I thought the race was over in the first turn. Uh, once life is good, took the speed. And like JJ said, I mean, it, it looked like a typical Baffert speed type horse. And if that speed holds on for remaining races, I think that horse is going to be really, really tough come Kentucky Derby time. But Craig, I got a big question for you. Since the race is named after San Felipe, where is San Felipe? <laughs> hmm. California. 
<laughs> no, you're wrong, buddy. Oh, How come you don't know this. It's Mexico. Whatever. Man. <laughs> yeah, you got me. You got Thought me, pal. You know that one. Yeah, I get. You've been waiting three days for that, I guess. Yes, I have. Thank okay. you. All right. What What about the drift, y'all? What about the drift down a lane? Was that Is that anything to be concerned about? I thought the high head action. I think that horse will get more comfortable. But I noticed his head is is pretty, you know, just a little bit higher than the rest. Is but his stride is big. I mean, he's still got a great stride. If he can get a little bit more out of that, I mean, that horse is just really going to be something special. But I don't know. Most times you don't see him change that run style. And and maybe it's just something with the bid or something just didn't rub him right for that little stretch. But I think he regained focus. You may see – I don't – there was no blinkers on, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. You may, you may see some equipment in the morning, but I, I don't know if they'll change much about the horse. Yeah, he's, he said he did not plan to change at this point. Um, Mike Smith said that he was he was distracted by the infield screen that was lit up. He said in the mornings he never he doesn't act that way because the infield screen is not lit up. Right. But okay. you think about what the Derby is going to be like. <laughs> if, exactly. You know, if he's distracted by an infield screen, you're going to have problems. I, I'm surprised that they aren't going to do an equipment change. I was a little surprised by that. I, I think he would. I, I, I mean, I, th- I would think he would perform better with blinkers. But what do I know? Uh, I, I didn't like the, the, the antics that he showed. I, I think he's very green. I, I think he's, he's got a long way to go, in my opinion, before he would stack up against essential quality and greatest honor. His, his only thing is he's got that talent and that speed. That, that could be enough. But he, he yeah. doesn't have the seasoning at all compared to those other two horses. And, and I guess they've been running without. Uh you know, any attendance. So, I right. mean, if the horse does come home and the Derby's at 50% occup- you know, occupancy or however they're allowed to, to do that, I mean, I know I got my bill in the mail to buy my Derby tickets and I'm, I'm passing. That the, the price still <laughs> keeps going up and up. I mean, I about, I mean, it was shocking how much more they were uh, for a Section 115. But nevertheless, I mean, if the horse is coming home and here's that roar, you're right. I, you know, will the green still be in the horse? How, I mean, how do you train for that? I don't know. And life is good is going to go on to the Santa Anita Derby, I presume. Uh, let's go on to the Gotham Stakes. It's a uh, it's a one turn mile at, at Aqueduct, and we had a surprise here. Forty six to one shot Weyburn nosed out the Chad Brown entry, and already the runner up has escaped my memory. Uh, highly but, motivated. Uh, crowded trade, crowded yeah. trade, crowded was second. Trade. That's, and yeah. then the third horse was highly motivated. Uh, Weyburn, though, was 46 to 1 for Jane, uh, Jimmy Jerkins. Uh, JJ, take us through the, the Gotham stakes. So Weyburn earned a buyer of 95, which is surprising in its own right. Yes, yeah, so that was an interesting run from Weyburn, too. The way he that he tracked the speed, uh, freedom fighter having the lead. You know, early in the race, we thought Freedom Fighter might pull off, but then he wavered, and and Weyburn came up to get the prize. I thought Crowded Trade ran ran a pretty good race, uh, considering what he had to go up against. Weyburn is interesting. I was surprised that he went off at those long odds because he has a really good pedigree. He's by Pioneer of the Nile, and mm-hmm. he, you know, he he's he he's he's got a little bit more to go with the seasoning area, but I, I was surprised he went off at those high odds actually. 
Yeah, I didn't pay much attention to Aqueduct on, on Saturday. Was the track playing a little slow? Those fractions were really slow, 24-48, and I think they came home in 138. But he still got that higher buyer, so the track must have been somewhat deep. Yes, yes, and, and Aqueduct tends to, as you know, tends to, to run that way. The times at Aqueduct are often often slow, and it, it is a deeper track. And and the, what we've seen in the past with the Derby is a lot of the horses that come from New York, for some reason, they don't transfer their form to the Churchill Downs track. That seems to be a, mm-hmm. a common common thread with, with the Derby. The horses from New York, for some reason, they just don't run well in the Derby. And I think it's a it's a completely different track from Churchill Downs. A- Aqueduct and, and Belmont is also very different. Just looking at this horse's pedigree, he, he traces back to uh, Sunday Silence. And, and Maple Jensky was a gold hen, or what do you call it, a blue hen mare. Uh, Maple Jensky uh, was quite the producer back in the day. So yeah, th- this this horse actually has some pedigree to, to go back to. Unlike unlike life is good. Uh, be interesting to see. I'm I'm thinking they'll bring him back in the Wood Memorial. Same with Crowded Trade. Crowded Trade uh, just made two starts. So you know there's uh there's quite a growth curve uh, I would assume for him going forward too. Uh, all right, let's go south now. The Tampa Bay Derby and I, I texted these guys few hours before the race i thought the the tampa bay derby field was historically bad uh, it was it looked like it was uh candy man rocket i think he'd won the sam davis stakes prior to and he was the favorite and he didn't he didn't look all that yeah. impressive and then it was just a bunch of allowance horses uh jj what what were your thoughts on the tampa bay derby Yes, it, it was a, a big field, but yeah, a lot of unknowns, a lot of Tampa Bay regulars, uh, you know, nothing that stood out. Uh, Hidden Stash, I thought, ran an excellent race. I mean, no no discounting the winner, but Hidden Stash, really, he was running well late. That, that's a very interesting horse, but, you know, Helium going off at 15 to 1 was interesting. I, I'm surprised he went off at those high odds as well, because Mark Cassie bringing him to the Tampa Bay Derby off just two races at Woodbine, that should have tipped that should have tipped the hand. We, sh- we should have we should have realized that that was a sign that he thought so highly of this horse. But they're they're contemplating going straight to the Derby off of this race. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, I, I, I just yeah. can't believe they're doing that. But whatever, you know. But you know, did you guys rewatch the? I rewatched the race today for the first time in a couple of days. Man, helium. I don't know what the track is rating was on that race, but helium was five and four wide the whole way. And the first turn, he he never never got within five five wide uh, on on the back stretch. He was four wide on the turn for home and, and went by those horses pretty easily. And Hidden Stash, who I do like a little bit, came to him and he still drew off. I mean, I, I upgraded Helium after I rewatched that last race. Now, would I go to the Derby off that race? No, but it, it I mean that horse lost a lot of ground throughout. So I'm gonna upgrade Helium a little more than I thought I would. Brandon. Yeah, it was a very interesting race. I didn't I didn't handicap the race. I didn't play Tampa. Uh but you know, Craig, I I'm kind of with your sentiments, you know, kind of a wishwash feel to see who uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it's in the making of a the uh gosh, what was the horse that they did the same thing last year and he just came back. King Guillermo. King yeah, Guillermo. King Guillermo yeah, and he, Guillermo. they sat out and trained for so many months and then had to you know, didn't work out. the horse. Yeah, I mean, I hate to see that, but this is this is Cassie, so it's a different different deal. But uh, <laughs> I think everybody was a little bit surprised. But you know, we'll we'll see who who comes out of this one going next. 
Okay, well, let's go backwards a little bit. Uh, the the week be- the weekend before last featured the the Fountain of Youth in the Southwest Stakes. The Fountain of Youth was won by Greatest Honor, uh, who earned a buyer of eighty nine. That uh, that figure alone raises some questions. Originally, they had it as an eighty three, and then the, they they upped it to an eighty nine. But uh, Greatest Honor, who's absolutely bred in the purple, uh, traces back to a mare named Better Than Honor, who's produced two Belmont Stakes winners. So this this is a, a great family. Uh, JJ, what uh, what are your thoughts on Greatest Honor and his chances going forward? I am extremely impressed with Greatest Honor. I I think this horse is a very classy animal. Uh, he's he's very similar to Orb actually, Shug's Derby winner Orb, taking the same path. Orb took four tries to break his maiden. Same same with Greatest Honor. Um, they have a similar running running stride, that long stride that covers a lot of ground. They both won the Fountain of Youth. It's, it's a very similar situation to Orr, but this horse has everything you want. He has the pedigree. He has the versatility. Um, I, I just He's my number one right now. As of right now, he would be my number one. He would be the horse that I would want to bet on. And uh, I think he went off at six to one in this past weekend's Derby Futures, which I would take six to one on Greatest Honor. Right oh, now. yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Al. No, I'd say I agree with her. Uh, that's a six to one with, with life is good's last race. I mean, of course, we're still a couple months out, but uh, my, all the hype going on life is good. You're going to get six to one on greatest honor if the race was today. Uh, JJ, I'm, I'm pretty high on greatest honor as well, too, at the moment. And you know, in that fountain of youth, what he, you know, who he reminded me of is some of those turf races at Gulfstream where the Ortiz brothers or or Tyler, when they know they have the best horse and they just, on, on a dime, say go on the turn for home. And they just, you know, at that moment, they're just going to blow by the horses down the stretch. That's what he looked like to me in the Fountain of Youth. He was kind of spinning his wheels, it looked like a little bit. He let uh, the long shot go past him. I can't remember the, the horse's name. But uh, it's like Jose just said, wait, wait, wait. And then he said go. And, and the horse just took off. It was one of those three eighths mile derby winning moves is what I thought. Uh, the way he strode out, uh, I'm with you. I, I like greatest honor right now. Yeah, yes. the horse can get the distance, too. I mean, out of a tappet, uh, you know, it's climbing the condition rank, grade three, holy bull, grade two, you know, the fountain of youth, uh, equibase numbers improving. I mean, I mean, if you look at just the first three starts, equibase numbers were pretty flat, about the same, and then he just took a big leap. Uh, so more to come here, but very, very exciting to see this horse and it's got six starts. Yeah. Did you, did you think JJ, they were trying to teach him something in fountain youth? Cause it looked like it was just like, wait, wait, wait. And then Jose pushes him and he just takes off. It's, it's almost like they were trying to teach him when to move. I, I mean, what's your take on that? Oh, definitely. Yes. I, I think should definitely is. It, it's it's just so similar to orb. It, it gives you chills. Um, the, the yeah. same type of rating training, to to get him ready, not just for the Florida Derby, but just get him ready for what's going what it's going to be like with these fuller fields. And the thing about Greatest Honor is he can run all day. This horse yeah. has Belmont Stakes written over him. So yes, he does. He that wide trip when he was out wide, the the jockey doesn't have to worry about expending energy. Whereas like the 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 you know drain the clock, which was the sprinter who who had the lead early in the race, you know you have to worry about a horse like that. That horse has to hold on. Greatest honor, you could go seven wide half the race, yeah. and you're still gonna have enough left in the tank to get the job done. I don't see this horse having any problems running any distance 
in, in the future. I mean, he, he could just go all day. And I think that that's going to be a, a big benefit this year. Yeah. It, and it, it, it's better than honor. I believe better than honor produced Jazzle and rags of riches. Correct. CC. Is that right? That's correct. Uh, his mother. Yeah. That's, uh, well, better than, yeah. Better than honor is the, I think is the great grand dam of this horse. Yeah, of greatest honor. Let me let me check that out. Yes, it's Tiffany's honor is his dam. You're right. Tiffany's honor. Tiffany's honor is the dam. And she's uh, out of by APN, uh, right? I think APN produced her. Am I wrong about that? She's by a street cry. Street cry. Street cry. Yeah. Better than honor. Yeah, Tiffany's honor. The mother, Tiffany's honor, is a half sister to Rags to Riches, uh, Jazzle, Casino Drive. You remember Casino Drive? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, a man of iron won the uh, Breeders' Cup marathon on the uh, synthetic out in California. Uh, it was a huge pedigree, but, uh, but I, I misspoke. Better than honor is the grand dam of greatest honor. So that's a huge pedigree. I love that. I, I just hope his horse does well. But I, uh, he's going to probably go next in the Florida Derby. And I, if he follows in the footsteps of Orb, I think you're going to see it in the figure. Because Orb, I think Orb ran a huge number in the Florida Derby. And uh, I got a feeling that we're going to see more of the same with the uh, greatest honor there. Uh, let's talk about the Southwest stakes at Oaklawn. It was a horrible day of uh, <laughs> weather. Uh, the track was awfully sloppy, but essential quality. I thought it looked like a monster ran a buyer of a uh, 96 beating his arch nemesis, Jackie's warrior who did not appear to like the off going at all. Uh, and then the, the Baffert horse Spielberg, who's probably the C string for, for that barn finish second uh all right let's talk about essential quality jj yeah essential quality i go back and forth with essential quality and greatest honor because essential quality what is there to knock about this horse i mean he's he's won at churchill downs he's he's faced adversity he's won over and off track he's he's got the seasoning i mean he faced a really good field in the breeders cup juvenile those are some good horses there's nothing to knock uh, about this horse i and, and going into the derby i think i really think that he and greatest honor to me look like the two top horses his race in the southwest i thought he did exactly what they needed him to do uh, i didn't see any flaws with his run and, and over that track like you said it was a mess and to, to have him perform like that, I think that's a signal that he's, oh, he's he's a definitely a legitimate contender. Yeah, that's another feather in his cap too. He handled he handled the racetrack. So if that happens to come up on Derby Day, that's just one more one more positive on on his ledger. Uh, truthfully, I I agree. Yeah, I think he went like four wide coming home to that final turn and. Just had a ton of horse. Easy. Uh, yeah. Saez knew how to place him. And, I mean, I think he got a little kickback on the backstretch there. But when I saw him make that turn, I was like, whoa, that's that's a different level, different class of a horse. And to win by four and some change, Spielberg's a good horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, and Jackie's Warrior, we got, you know, those were some, I thought that race was probably one of the tougher prep races uh, coming in and what a what a big purse i mean the oakland purse is huge so essential quality is definitely my top and i and i did do some bets in the uh the futures pools so good that, luck that's one of mine so five to one on him i think is very good yeah hey, jj uh we need to let you know brandon is a huge brad cox fan it's to the point <laughs> it's almost it's it's nauseating he's got a poster of brad cox on his wall in his bedroom at home. <laughs> yeah, right. and, Are there clothes I mean, on every it? Every week. Oh, did, did, 
What did Brad Cox do this week? Well, he won three stakes races. And then the next week, what did Brad Cox do? Well, he didn't do anything. He was sick at home. So, you know, it's just, it's <laughs> yeah. week after week. It's just, we got to drink this Brad Cox Kool-Aid every week. I'm so well, he's, he's got what, he's got what, three contenders on the trail with Essential, Mandaloon, and, um, there's Kettle River. Kettle River, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kettle River's up, up next. So. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, we're going to yeah. get to him uh, shortly. Uh, you missed a couple other good horses he has, but you know, we'll talk about those later. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, we didn't I even get every, into the Oaks horses. Yeah. Every week. We're going to rename this the Brad Cox <laughs> podcast. You know? yeah, Brad Cox of, Power Hour. Full of run horses. Yeah. We got three good shooters full of run racing. So uh, yeah. Training those up to be quality. I'd love to get black type on some of them. That'd be awesome. So we'll see. Wow. All right. Uh, let's talk about uh, going back two weekends. Let's talk about the Risen Star Stakes. And that was one, of course, by Brad Cox and Mandaloon, who barely eked out a win, I think, over Proxy and Midnight Bourbon. Uh, this was surprising to me. The Mandaloon earned a buyer of 98, uh, but those three were well ahead of the fourth place finisher. So, uh, JJ, I mean, uh, can, can Mandaloon make some noise on the Derby Trail? Oh, well, he already has, but I mean, going, going forward to the Derby. I think so. I, I think Mandaloon is, is a legitimate one to watch. I mean, his only quote-unquote poor race was a, a very unstable trip in the, the LeCompte. I mean, and he's, he came back and, and did very fantastic in the Risen Star. And I, I think Proxy is a good horse. I, 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 yep. People are debating about the fields at fairgrounds this year. Is Are these horses of, of the highest qualities that other horses are facing in Florida and Arkansas and so forth. So we don't know the quality of the fields at, at fairgrounds, but I think proxy is, is an excellent horse. So I think Mandaloon, I, I think he's definitely a legitimate contender. I really liked his, his risen star performance. He, he, I think that he is, is one to watch also because he, he's, he's the kind who could move forward. He's, he's, Gaining right at the time that you want him to get better. is That's what you want to see going into the Derby. You want to see a horse progress right at the right moment. I see Mandaloon and Greatest Honor in that capacity where they're just getting right to their peak um, for the first Saturday in May. Mm. Uh, guys? I don't know what to do with Mandaloon. I mean, he's gotten me confused. I've seen I saw that race where he were at one at, at Churchill, though allowance optional claim and i didn't think it was really impressive you know in that group uh i think he's just kind of a you got to really push the horse to get the best out of him and, and the risen store he got that equipment change i think he went blinkers so uh maybe that that helped the horse a ton but i, I don't know I, I i'm still just confused where this horse is going to be but you know he's working out beautifully uh I'll find out who, you know, if I get to go down to New Orleans and see, uh, I'll report back because I, I'm still, it's a mystery to me. Hey, Brandon, did you get that, uh, arrest warrant removed or what was it? There was a protection order <laughs> that Brad had filed against you. No, no. A hundred like yards. A hundred yards. We, we got to get him back on the pod and this isn't doing, this isn't doing that justice. So. We, we, but hopefully, uh, we'll ask him in a couple of weeks and we'll find out. Okay. All right. Do you know what a mandaloon is? I just found this out. Do you know what a mandaloon is? I don't know. Any idea? I thought it was a bird. 
it's a it's a window. It's a Lebanese architecture arched architectural window. I only bring that up because I just found out about it, and I'm sure there'll be an article in the Courier Journal on Derby Day what these horses' names mean, and you'll have a leg up. So it's a Lebanese window. That said, do you guys like Midnight Bourbon? I'm not crazy about Midnight Bourbon in this spot. I think he's a nice horse, but Derby Potential. You know, he's ran second to Mandaloon, off you know, if I'm not mistaken. What do you guys think about that? CCJJ, whomever. He's bred in the purple. He's got uh, several siblings that are really high quality. I, and Gervin is one of them. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't even remember the rest of them, but that, that horse is bred in the purple for to 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 thrive at uh, two turns. But you know, I, I'm with you though. I just I think he may be. He feels a like a great two animal, maybe. Yes. The, you know, nothing against yeah. the horse, but. I don't see him toppling essential quality or greatest honor. I don't see him in, at that same level. But he's he's definitely a, a talented horse who, like you said, a grade two level or stakes quality, we should say. But I, I just don't see him coming up to the level of, of these other horses that we're talking about. Yeah, And the more I think about Mandaloon, I, I, I don't see him having an issue getting the mile and a quarter. Is he going to be fast right. enough? We'll find out. But I, I think distance won't be a problem for Mandaloon. And, I, you know, not all horses progress at the same rate. I can see where Mandaloon very well, as JJ mentioned, very well may peak on Derby Day. Then maybe that's the plan for this horse. Uh, he's getting incrementally better, and maybe the ceiling he hasn't he hasn't hit yet. Yeah, I want to see one more race. I definitely do. And yes. and going a little longer, or the mile in the 16th is okay too. Yeah. So uh, mile well, in the eighth, uh, who knows? I don't I think, know where Mandaloon goes next. He's he's probably going to Louisiana Derby. Louisiana Derby. That, that is a mile and three sixteenths this year, right? I think it, they changed it last year, and they're and they're they're sticking with it this year, a mile and three sixteenths. So we're gonna, and then you get a six week we'll, break to the Derby. Yeah, we, will will the feeder be going in that for Amos? Will will the feeder be going in the Louisiana Derby? Or do we know yet? I was looking at the probables. Uh, Hot Rod Charlie's going to ship out for this race. Oh, that's interesting. Yes, for, that for will make it interesting. Yeah, yeah, for Doug O'Neill. Uh, let me see if I can find Defeater on here. I think Defeater's got a world of talent. He's not um, on. The, he's not on the probable list, but I mean, we're still two weeks away, so. Yeah. I, and I assume they'll they'll draw for that race this Saturday, probably, or for, or this this weekend, maybe Friday. So we'll be discussing uh, it next week. Already got the plans made for that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, our last, well, second to last order of business. Uh, we're gonna talk about the Rebel Stakes. Uh, JJ, have you had a chance to look at the field for the Rebel? Yes, uh, they just drew for that race in a concert tour, got a good draw. Cato River uh, got the inside post, so he's he's going to have to work from the inside. But I'm I'm really interested to see how concert tour does. Is is concert tour going to get the same rave reviews as Life Is Good? How does he how does he stack up in the Baffert barn? Um, I I think it's his race to lose personally. I think concert tour is the, is the one that I I would pick to win. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I've, I've heard some rumblings. This horse is kind of compared to American Pharaoh in the morning is the way he gallops. Mm-hmm. He's just a, got a smooth, smooth tempo about him. But uh, uh, keep me in mind is there is in there, too. And he won the uh, Kentucky Jockey Club last fall for Robertino Diradoro. But he he's at the mercy of the pace, but he should get some pace with uh, Caddo River. Uh, mm-hmm. Anybody want to Alan or Brandon, you want to weigh in on the rebel? Yeah, well, you know. It's almost like we've seen this story a million times before, particularly in Arkansas with Baffert, uh, a California maiden breaker, a horse that only had a couple of races, 
Uh, has a nice win, doesn't look too flashy. His concert tour struggled to get by the horse out in California in his last start, but he did. And then he started to make uh, knocks against the horse. He's been laid off, comes to Arkansas, and he puts on a Cadillac performance. Uh, it's probably what's going to happen here. I'm sure Cattle River and keep me in mind, I'll have something to say about it. But lots of times, Baffert brings these guys out here, and it's a, it's it's the coming out party for another superstar. And I wouldn't be surprised what happened again this weekend. Yeah, I would I would also keep an eye on uh, the horse. Get her number. Uh, yes. Who won the American Pharaoh Stakes? Who's who's coming back in this race um, for Peter Miller? I, I wouldn't discount this horse as as playing a key role as well. I think I think that's one to watch. Yeah, I, I, this is this feels like we'll keep me in mind second, doesn't it? Doesn't doesn't CC play keep me in mind second? Yeah, well, underneath second, third. I mean, he should be fit. Yeah. He should be fit for this spot, even though he's coming off a layoff. I'm sure they put a lot of work into him. So. But I'm sure Cattle River is going to be pushing it from the from the bell from the inside, wouldn't you think? Thank you, Alan. Thank you. It's Brad Cox <laughs> Brad. Day. That's not a big field. We're, we're, we're going to handle that field just fine. I'll probably be down there getting some sideline commentating, you know, some last-minute instruction, but you'll see. You'll see. Do you believe Cattle River beats the concert tour and keep me in mind and get her number? you believe Cattle River wins this race? By a lot, yeah. I I could see it. I'm I don't have a strong opinion, but I I I just know how Baffert does when he when he heads down the hot springs. I think we've all seen seen that story before. Well, I think uh, Brad I think Cox owns hot springs. We'll see. It's true. I think it's imperative that Cox gets Cattle River into the Derby. I mean, just if anything, just to keep life as good occupied early. You know. Right. That's I, a good point. Very good point. You know, he I think I think he too, wants yeah. to see twenty. Yeah, 22 and 3 and 45 and 4 rather than 23 and 4 and 47 early in the derby. So, um, but uh, JJ, I got a question for you. If if I were to give you for everything in your checking account, if I gave you life is good, essential quality, and greatest honor versus all the other three-year-olds in the world for the derby, hmm. who'd, who'd you take? Out of the three, which would I take? No, no, no. You get one or the other. You get you get those three horses, or you get Everybody else. Oh, I would definitely take the three horses because I think I, I'm still not on the life is good bandwagon, which means I'll probably get run over by the life is good bandwagon. Right. But but I think essential quality and greatest honor to me, I just see them as being towering above the others right now. There's a few that could creep up. You know, we don't know yet about things like concert tour. But to me, those two just uh, there's nothing to knock really about those two, and they have faced such adversity and come away so well. Um, I I would gladly take that three pack over the over the rest. All right, well that's telling. Uh, JJ, would you want to talk about uh, the Kentucky Oaks a little bit? Yes, yeah, and I'm so excited about uh, a horse named Will Secret, who oh, is winning oh, yeah. out at yes out at Oaklawn. Uh, she's won three races in a row. And uh, this is Dallas Stewart and the same similar team with Le- as Lemons Forever, which you all remember uh, the, mm. the big upset horse in 2006. I'm a huge fan of this horse. Uh, I, this would be a great local story with Dallas Stewart and John Court. Um, I, I think that, and I think this horse has a very legitimate chance to win the Oaks. He, he looks like the real deal. His daughter will take charge. Uh, the, yeah. I, John Court needs to win, win an Oaks or a Derby or something along the line. I, I, uh, looking forward to to seeing that happen uh, one day. Uh, what about uh, fillies like Clarier and Travel Column? They were the one-two finishers in the uh, the Rachel Alexandra on uh, uh, 
uh, Risen Star Day. Yeah, those were the other two I was going to mention that would be my other two choices, actually. It would be those two. Uh, Claire, the pedigree on Claire is, is fantastic. And, of course, we know Asmussen can, can win the Oaks. Uh, he, he knows how to get the horses ready for that travel column. Um, won the Golden Rod at Churchill Downs, so obviously knows the track very well. Could, and Brad Cox could easily win that race. Um, I think it's I think it's between the four right now with Will Secret, Clarier, Travel Column, and maybe Beautiful Gift playing a role. Um, I see those four as towering above the others right now. Yeah, I, uh, I like I like Travel Column a lot. I've seen that horse in the mornings back at Churchill, and uh, the owner OXO. I mean, he was there, Larry, and we were all together watching that horse. And I think maybe one of my horses worked out against it, and uh, we we go. For we hung for four furlongs, but once you get to five and six, uh, we were <laughs> about five and six lengths behind. So, uh, but uh, you don't forget about Sunpath. Sunpath ran a really game race. I think got second or third. Um, yeah, I think ran third, but I think. But there was to Will Secret. Yeah. Yeah, it was very yeah. tight to Will Secret. So I, I think Sunpath is just getting getting started. I mean, that horse was super green in those couple debuts. Disappointed us before you know but maybe that's that's the the secret sauce you know she Mm -hmm. she won't be even money but maybe we can get 10 to 1 on her and just still keep impressing and i thought ran a great race against will secret and uh the last one i want to cover is a little tootsie uh jj what about little tootsie Uh, our our friend uh, joe politi owns that filly and she was uh i thought she was pretty impressive winning the allowance race on a sloppy track at fairgrounds not too long ago yeah yeah ways to go but one to watch right one to watch this oaks looks looks like it could be you know between five or six horses i mean if if it's if, if, if she can get ready in time you know that's the question can she get ready in time and and going back going back towards the derby as well there's another horse uh prevalence uh you all will oh, remember yeah. was the yeah big, big maiden winner he was sidelined with a fever and missed the fountain of youth he is entered in an allowance race thursday at gulfstream now wheeling him if, if he wins this allowance race like the best thing wheeling him back to the florida derby probably would not be ideal but he could easily come back and say the bluegrass or arkansas and and make some noise so everybody keep an eye on that allowance race thursday at gulfstream and see how prevalence does is it is it a one-turn mile or a two what what is it Oh, gosh. I, I believe it is. I believe it is. I, I don't think, have it up on I my screen it, right now, but I, I believe it is. Right. I think you're right. Uh, so it, this is uh, interesting. Essential quality and uh, prevalence are both owned by Godolphin. I don't think they would both go to the to the bluegrass. Where would uh, Where's essential quality going to show up next? Do you know by any chance? Uh, essential quality is targeting the bluegrass, most likely the bluegrass. I wonder if maybe they send uh, prevalence to maybe – Arkansas. I mean, you're running out of options at that point. You can yeah. go in, go to Arkansas, or go to uh, Aqueduct. Yeah, or Santa Anita. But I mean, who wants to take on life as good? Yeah, but, I don't think. You right. don't think yeah. Interested in doing that? So that's. Uh, isn't isn't Proxy Godolphin too? Isn't isn't he, he is? Godolphin? Yes. 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 Wow. Yeah. wow. Yeah, they are loaded. I mean, they are absolutely loaded. They've got uh, Mystic Guide going to Dubai. Uh, Maxfield probably is going to be tough turning back. Uh, maybe he, you know, maybe give him no chance at 10 furlongs, but I mean, everything they've got, they're, they're, they are rolling right now. Hey, can I uh, ask JJ a couple more Derby questions, CC, if you don't mind? Sure. Yeah. Uh, she's such a font of knowledge. She's great. Um, <laughs> you, we, we talked about the horses that, um, 
can win the Kentucky Derby right now. And again, we're a couple months out. Things can change. You, you got a sleeper you like to, you know, hit the board to uh, surprise some people 30, 40 to 1 just to, off the top of your head. Again, we've got a long ways to go. But any sleepers out there you see that can be a little sneaky? I do. There is a horse named Rombauer. Yo. Who won the El Camino Derby. <laughs> and don't call me crazy for bringing up Rombauer. But the reason I like Rombauer is because his Breeders' Cup Juvenile was sneaky good. He was fifth, but he was closing like a rocket. This is a very interesting horse. He's by Twirling Candy, which is, you know, a, kind of a newer sire on the scene. But I think Rombauer is a horse to watch. As, not to win the Derby, but this is a horse that... You know, you would put in your exotics that you would watch if he makes the Derby field. He's he's going to be a huge long shot. Watch for for you know his workouts before the race, and and see if he's the type of horse that could hit the board. I I, I think that this is a long shot to watch. It's funny you say that because as much as uh as big a fanboy of Brad Cox as Brandon is, <laughs> Cece is as big a fanboy of Michael McCarthy, I believe, who trains Ron Bauer, right? Is that is that right. Ron Bauer? Yeah, right. Steve's yes. the same way with Michael McCarthy. Right. So you, you you've stolen his heart with that one. I can assure yeah. you that isn't that right? To see? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you know who else's mentioned that on our that's been on the pod is our good friend Will Nesker. Yeah, he's connected to that barn with Justin Curran. Yeah, friends here in, in at uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Starlight. Yeah. So you find out a little more about him, Brandon. Skylight. Skylight. Yeah, Skylight. yeah, Skylight, my fault. Yeah. Let's go and back in time, JJ. I mean, I mean, obviously been covering the Derby for a long time for the CJ, covering, but you know, you're a fan as well as a writer. Who are your favorite Derby winners of all time? I mean, oh, who, God. Who, who's? It's a tough question. I know there's so many. Yes, there's so many good memories. Uh, the, the, what one memory that stands out in my mind was. Uh, watching the workouts prior to the Derby has always been one of our favorite things to do, being on the backside the week leading up to the Derby. Um, a- Animal Kingdom's workout, the Saturday prior to the Derby, will always live in my memory because I will never forget the way he came charging down the lane. And it was like a ripple effect going through the crowd that was on the rail of ooh and ah. And I was shocked that he went off at such long odds because I thought for sure word would get out that this horse was a freight train. Um, th- that derby was was phenomenal. Animal Kingdom, um, Orbs Derby is one of my favorites because I won the Superfecta. Oh, nice. Um, that had Golden Soul. Um, oh. That, that, which explains a lot why I'm a, a Dallas Stewart <laughs> fan. Yeah. Uh, so or- Orbis, Orb and, and uh, Animal Kingdom are two. They, they were just great memories. And and I, I think that watching the – one thing I would tell people is it, it's hard to do now with everything that's going on. But even just watching the workouts by, via video leading up to the Derby is very helpful to your handicapping. You can Amen. really tell a lot from that. It's, it's hard when you're not in person, but even just watching video will help a lot. And I recommend that to people. Yeah, uh, two of the most – a prominent workouts in Derby history that that did tip the winner to people were Animal Kingdom twenty to one and Street Sense uh, back in two thousand seven. I mean the people just uh, gawked about those workouts and it turned out to be true. So you're exactly right on that, JJ. I hope people do pay attention uh, come Derby week. I hope they don't. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> well, hey, you Good remember point. Country House? Right. When, when yeah, I was going yeah. back there in the mornings, the weeks prior to the Derby, that horse was all the horse was in there at 
probably in the backside like 40 days or 35 days in advance and was going out every morning galloping, putting works in. And we would see that horse and we'd all be like, you know, oh, he's, you know, he's entered in the derby, no chance. But the horse was just looking great on the track and just was, you know, obviously won. But, you know, that whole story. But it was just something that kind of you caught your eye, but then you threw it out. So not uh, me. I, I made some money off of him. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, let's wrap it up here. Uh we want to thank JJ Highself for uh, for joining us. Uh, she did a absolutely incredible job breaking down all these preps for us. And uh, uh, JJ, uh, any parting parting shots before uh, before we wrap it up? Um, I just really appreciate you guys inviting me onto the podcast. We've had a, a great time, and as I said, I think this is one of our more contentious years. Uh, heading into the race i don't think the right now there's a there's a one standout i don't believe life is good should be crowned this early keep 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 your eyes open for several horses is what i would recommend well there you have it write it down right now jj high sell says life is good maybe overrated and yeah. i tend i tend to agree so um on that note we'll uh we'll end things here uh, uh on behalf of jj and uh, alan schneider and brandon jaggers this is CC Broadus reminding you all over the world, on Mars, on the moon, and everywhere in between, that gambling money ain't got no home.